0: You are Locked On Pacers,
1: your daily Indiana Pacers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast
0: Network, your team every day. Hey
1: guys, welcome to a Tuesday edition of the Locked On Pacers podcast. Adam has returned from his trip and is here with me to talk about the Pacers-Pistons game that literally just concluded a few seconds ago, as well as another bit of news. Uh, Adam, did did you see the new leak?
0: I did. Those uniforms are ugly.
1: I uh, I don't like them either, particularly. They're they're okay.
0: For uh, so those of oh, go ahead. I was say they're basically Indiana University knockoffs, almost essentially. <laughs> I, I don't know if IU wears home white or road white, but whatever one or the other, kind of knockoff of that.
1: It, it it's the exact same cream and crimson colors, but it says hickory. It's the hickory jersey from last year with a white base and red lettering. I hate it. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, I hope they only wear it once or twice. Isn't it up to the teams
0: now? How does that work now? I know it's different. I have no idea how they pick what uniforms to wear. To be honest, I have—I thought it had to do with like. I feel like the pages wore hickory on every one of their like throwback nights, or maybe that's no last year they wore like different jerseys, right? Didn't they wear like Flo-Joes one time? Uh huh. Well, last year was the anniversary season, though. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I think they have like designated games. They make certain like they make them hickory or hardwood classic nights, but I don't really know how. You know, I don't know if it's like five, six, one. I don't know. I don't know. It's I'd probably just excited. games that, that don't have enough hype to
1: get enough fans to come without something cool like that.
0: Yeah, no, but there was one game on national TV. I sure they wore the Hickory uniforms. I'm pretty sure. Cause they I remember did. they were on TNT or ESPN do play, wearing them. They played the Cavs
1: and the red ones. I was there.
0: Yes. That's what it was. Cause <laughs> I being out here in you know, New York, I only, I, I watch the games obviously on Fox sports, whatever, but getting the ESPN game is really kind of nice. Cause I don't have to like go find a stream, go find it on my computer and watch it. It's, yeah tv
1: well now uh we'll see some uglier white ones but now we should talk about some uh some preseason basketball you guys heard a lot of my thoughts yesterday now we get to hear Adams too I know I talked about his thoughts on Miles
0: Turner's shot uh do you want to elaborate on that a little bit since he didn't play today well first I want to say I'm just excited I turned on, so I turned on I watched the game Friday I watched the game delayed on was it Wednesday I think because I had class but I was so excited for bats plug to be back on I mean uh, it's just it's one of those things where I knew I missed it. And I missed it since, since June, but I was just so excited to finally like see competitive basketball. It's not just the Pagers, every team, but just watching competitive basketball was awesome. Um, so with Miles Turner, you know, he shot well. So I don't I don't want to say he has shot is broken or anything because it's it's not broken, but I just thought his shot still looks a little slow coming out of his hand, is what I mean. So I thought for sure he would maybe improve the summer on his three-point shooting, which he kind of, I mean, we'll see what happens. But he would get a quicker off. But he seemed like he still has kind of that slow motion, which isn't going to be too big of a deal for him because he plays against bigger guys who aren't quick hands. But, you know, I wonder if he gets matched up against some kind of small forward, if he has a quick enough shot to beat the guy.
1: Yeah, uh, it just doesn't look improved, you know. I think uh, is, is a solid assessment like and that switch is going to happen a lot just because of the way this offense is set up with a lot of pace and space and a lot of shooters. There are going to be a lot of switches, and if you can't get it up quick enough, the closeouts are just going to get right to him. And I'm with you. It's 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 not bad, per se. It's just not encouraging, and he shot under 50% so far in the pre. I think, no, he's exactly 50%. That's right, 50% both games. So not the most encouraging thing ever, but, you know, he didn't play tonight. We didn't get to see any more of him. Uh, tonight was a unique game. They played a lot of guys who haven't really played as much. Uh, d- I uh, I really liked seeing TJ Leaf start. It was really cool. He was awesome in the first quarter. He made all three of his shots. Uh, what were your first impressions of tonight's game?
0: Um, well, tonight's game, I try to just kind of block out, to be honest, because it's basically it's the <laughs> game of the guys playing for the final roster spots. I mean, you get the rookies in, Collinson started, I guess, but really, right? It's basically the game of are these guys going to make the ro- who's make the roster? Basically, that's what the game was. So my thoughts were this game's not going to matter in two weeks, but the fact that maybe it'll matter who makes the team.
1: Let me uh, let me tell you why this game doesn't matter. Here are the Pacers who scored on double figures. Damian Wilkins, Joe Young, Corey Joseph, Jared Utoff, and Al Jefferson. Uh if any if any game more than one of them scored double figures, the Pacers lost by fifty because there's no reason any of those guys should be playing enough to get into double figures. But it was cool to see a lot of them play and some of them played pretty well. Uh who did you who did you like
0: tonight? So I do want to say though, Jefferson, so Jefferson took fourteen shots. So Jefferson takes fourteen <laughs> shots, we are screwed in the game screwed. but Jefferson, go young to 12 shots yeah that's not gonna happen but <laughs> but theoretically Jefferson could score 10 points and 12 points in one of the games they could be good at like if he come off the bench and shot six of six or six of seven which is not out of the realm of possibility because he did that last year at some point I think he shot six of eight one time I think you know that's not like, I know you're what you're trying to say like none of the guys that scored nine are going to be the big scorers and come through the season but you know it's it could matter but back to your who I'm impressed with the most and I guess it's got to always be TJ Leaf because he is the future of this Pacer team per se and he's looks pretty decent like he can play some minutes in the, when the season starts yeah he uh he had two blocks
1: which I liked because his defense has been lackluster but you know after that 18.4th quarter against the Cavs seeing him you know have start three for three with those six points in the first quarter finish four for seven uh that's what that's really encouraging from him you know he, he looks like he can at not maybe not get killed when he plays, and that's exactly what you want from your rookie. Is just for him to, you know, hang in there and not get the team killed, especially with Glenn Robinson out. So I agree with you. He was a uh, one of the most encouraging guys tonight.
0: Yeah, he's been encouraging all preseason, basically. I mean, yeah, the like,
1: Bucks game, I was, uh, I was not so enthused.
0: Well, all right, uh, um, recency bias. Let's put it that way. The way yes. he played that fourth quarter in Cleveland, like. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say he's going to shoot that well the rest of the season or he's going to be that good, that kind of level good. But just the fact that he can score points is encouraging because it means that he might be actually ready to just be on the roster for the season in place five to ten minutes because, you know, rookies don't play a lot of minutes and you know especially 19 year old rookies they don't play a ton they get it takes a while from the adjust to the nba schedule it takes a while from getting the flow but if he can start day one on the 12 man roster and maybe play five minutes a game for starting season that's like an impressive feat for a rookie yeah that's
1: exactly what you kind of want from him to do too right especially like i just said with the glenn robinson injury and like we haven't said that al jefferson just isn't that effective anymore he can he can kind of plug in for both of them if needed, and. You know, he lo- so far he looks like at most he's an even or he's like
0: a slight net ne- or net negative, but that's kind of what rookies are, right? So that's great. <laughs> yeah, for this season, he's probably like a net negative, net neutral That's what you want. I mean, going four obviously you want him to be a positive, but like in the scope of just thinking of him as a rookie, him being a net neutral as a rookie is a really positive thing because there are a lot of NBA players who are not rookies who are not net neutrals on the court. So just being that even close to that is an extreme step for a rookie like him.
1: Yeah, exactly. And uh you know, just that's like you said 5 to 10 minutes is exactly what we want to see. Just get him those development minutes, but you know, if he can contribute even better because then like we said on many podcasts before, we don't know what timeline this team's running on of the compete or the development. One it, it can fall in both, which is exactly what they want most things to do.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't you have will have to talk about this next, but I I think this team at least is, is going to be trying hard, which might be enough for them to exceed those expectations of like 31 wins right now? Um, the preseason hasn't given me any reason to think they'd be better than I thought
1: before, just because they played the C teams of the Cavs and bucks. And then they, they played their own C team tonight against the Pistons, even though they actually didn't stink tonight. But yeah, I'm not like super over enthused as I was earlier, but I mean, I might bump them up to like
0: 32 or 33 now, I guess they look, uh they look pretty competitive. So here's here's my point. i maybe said it wrong. Was that the fact that they look like they're going to try hard? So a lot of NBA uh, games at this point are sort of our teams tanking, our teams not taking, our teams resting their starters, our teams not resting their starters. Right? That's kind of the way the, the a lot of the, like you can, you can kind of get away winning. I would say ten to fifteen games a year by just playing hard. I mean, I think Westbrook proved that last year. I think the Celtics proved that last year. If you just go out every night and you don't and you get a hundred and ten percent, you don't take nights off, you can steal ten or 10 to 15 games from teams that just aren't trying. And I think from the preseason they look like they're a team. that's going to be trying really hard to win games. Now, obviously that could change if they start to stink, but they look like, you know, own depots out there flying around a hundred percent a preseason game. He's probably going to bring that same level in the, po- in the regular season. So there's encouraging thought that they could exceed the 31 win mark, just because they're going to steal some games by trying hard. I want you to tell me right now, you think Lance Stevenson's going to try hard every game. Well, Lance isn't starting, so I don't need to. I don't need to get in that right now, because Lance. It doesn't matter if Lance tries hard every game. He's not the centerpiece of this team, you know. Right. people needs to be trying hard. Turner needs to be trying hard. Uh, I. I mean, I guess you know all the starters. You know, Lance is going to be playing 12 minutes a game, so he should be trying hard every day. He should be seizing the opportunity because this could be his last NBA opportunity. If he stinks it up here, he's not getting another shot in this league. He'll have to go to Europe to play basketball. But you know, you never know with Lance. Yeah.
1: I hope he plays more than twelve minutes because he looks like one of the best well, players on the team in preseason so far.
0: Well, also I, I need to adjust that because Robinson's hurt, so he's probably ended up gonna play twenty plus now. Before right. Robinson got hurt, I was I still I'm, I'm still gotta get into that mindset of Robinson is not, not gonna play the first 30 games and I've got to think how gonna how it's gonna affect other players. So yes, he'll probably get twenty plus now.
1: Uh, let's talk about a few more a few more basketball things. Uh, we got to see the debut of EK and Ibogu he had 22 minutes playing and on his very first defensive possession he blocked a Reggie Jackson reverse layup which was great. He actually led the team, well tied for led the team with two blocks. Uh he was encouraging, 3 of 3 from the field, 8 points, made both of his free throws. Very bouncy rookie.
0: I was uh, I liked what I saw from him, did you? Um yeah, so you know, he's a second round pick, so hopefully he makes the roster. I mean, he looked, you know, or I wasn't I forget was it what did he tear? He tore some it was right. He had injury. Know. He had injury. I think maybe he didn't tear something. We had injury concerns coming out of college, and that's maybe why he fell a little bit. Um, so you know, it's encouraging to see him play. You know, I, I like I said, I just don't take a lot of value at this, la- especially this last game, because just it, you know, he, he's not going to play that many minutes in the season, and so you know, we can talk about him, and I, you know, maybe he turns into something because you know, you could the Patriots could use a nice backup center because they don't really have one. It depends if they want to place a bonus there or not. But, you know, he's probably going to have the most of the year with the Fort Wayne Matt I have it, I guess. So, but he looks But he looks like a decent, you know, athletic, and so that's
1: good. Exactly. And, you know, he's he's one of the guys that I'm just watching just because I think he legitimately has a future on this team. Uh, a guy who doesn't have a future on the team but actually has looked great in every game is Damian Wilkins. Uh, I'm shocked. The only guy on the Pacers who was positive on the floor tonight was Damian Wilkins. Can he you is a, he's 100% making this team. I know. 100%. I, I tweeted this just before we started. Uh, I was pretty upset when they signed him at first, and all of a sudden, I'm like, "All right, I'm in. I'm ready for him to to be a member of the team." Five for six shooting night, two of two from three, 14 points, plus six, and he just he looks competent. I said this yesterday, but his first catch against the Bucks, I was like, "Okay, you know this old guy, he's slow, whatever." He jab steps inside, he dribbles with his left hand, gets the rim, and gets fouled, and I was like, "Oh my gosh." <laughs> He can still hang and play. And, you know, he, that's going to be a useful player because, like we said, Lance isn't always engaged. And now Glenn's hurt. So they need
0: that wing. Yeah. Luckily, uh, he'll probably be playing. I guess it depends where Lance plays now that Robinson's hurt, but he'll be playing as the the fifth guard, right? He'll be behind yeah. Collison, Olin Depot, Joseph, Lance, wherever he plays. And then he'll probably play ahead of Joe Young. I don't, I oh, assume sure. he would. Yeah. Um, but like the thing about Wilkins is, he doesn't have to play a ton of games, right? If he even just played in like 40 games, that'd probably be enough to, vow, to value that 12th roster spot for him because he's the veteran leadership a little bit. You know, he can bring some of that wisdom to some of the young players. Maybe he can, you know, get a guy like Joe Young a little bit of, you know, teach him something. I don't know. Maybe he can't, but Joe might be too far gone by now. But, um, but yeah, he's going to make this roster. I was if he was gonna make I don't know if he's gonna make it or not, but the way he's played, I mean he kind of struggled against the Cavs, but he played two of three good preseason games, and that's probably enough to make this team because just the lack of veterans they have on this team. Exactly. And uh assuming he makes it, which
1: I'm almost gonna write it in Sharpie that he's gonna make it uh now. You got four guys competing for one spot with McKinney Jones, Daquan Jones. Utah and more and McKinney Jones has been injured the whole preseason with a shoulder injury you can basically count him out but I don't want to say anything for sure but tonight the other three guys all played and Daquan Jones actually started at the three slash two I don't really know if it was him or Poitras playing the two but you got to think it was Jones but in 27 minutes he was a minus 21 three for seven shooting did not make his three was just kind of meh and he was significantly the biggest minus on the team and he has not looked good in any of his games so far, so I would say he's unlikely to make it, but the fact that he started is very interesting, I guess. Yeah, I mean.
0: There's not a lot to say. <laughs> yeah, I, I look at the box score just because, like you said, he was uh, minus 21, and so. Um, three, three turnovers, not, not yeah, good. I mean, there's not much to say. I don't think he's making this team, if you play this again, especially when you're given what he played, like 28 minutes, so they're, they're really giving him a shot out there. And he just did not look good. <laughs>
1: yeah, and I said it. Against the Bucs, he played three minutes, had no counting stats at all, and was minus six. And against the Cavs, I think he had, like, a steal, and that's it. Like, he just hasn't left any impression, even starting, so that's not good. The other two guys, I think, who are basically the realistic two options for the last spot are Jared Utoff and Ben Moore. And tonight, uh, you saw some good things from both. I know our friend Caitlin Cooper tweeted that Ben Moore looked awesome on defense, fighting through screens and giving a lot of effort, which is kind of what he's known for. I believe he had the second best. That's correct. Second best plus minus on the team. He was a minus two in his 23 minutes. He only shot three times, but he made two of them and had four rebounds. Uh, I liked Ben Moore
0: tonight. Yeah. But isn't the problem with Ben Moore is that he's going to be, he's a power forward and not a small forward in some sense. Yeah. His size really hurts him. Not because he's not good, but because of the depth the Pacers have at size. So, I mean, right. They've got, they've already got two young guys that are going to play power forward theoretically and they're, it just, seemed, it just seemed like to me, with the injury to Glenn Robinson, that Utah makes this team just because out of need. Because If they're both even, you give it to the guy that fits the roster better. And I don't think Ben Moore fits his roster that well just because of the depth they have at power forward.
1: Yeah, and Utah, I think, is just better. <laughs> uh, Utah, first of all, shot amazing in the D-League last year from three. Second of all, tonight, he was five of nine and made a beautiful contested three. And third of all, he led the team in rebounds tonight he Jared, you led the team in rebounds tonight. Like, I just think he's like
0: almost a valuable player. Is that crazy? <laughs> I mean, <it's, laughs> I, I got, I got to keep going back to it. It's a preseason game where most teams didn't, <laughs> we didn't play any of our starters. So I'm sure he's has some value. Cause he's not, he's not terrible. And I think we're, we're just so basketball starved that this is just I great. Know, like, I, right. like, I'm watching this game today. It wasn't a good game. It was, you know, it was, you know, kind of a D league level player that they're a little better than that. I'm not, that's insulting to Sunday Night Cause it was, it was just, it was a lower end of the NBA players out there, but you know, it looked good is cause I've missed basketball so much, yeah. but may, I mean, you know, you never know with Utah, he looks like he can, looks like he can be a competent small forward and he's going to be given a shot. Probably if Rob, especially if another guy gets hurt or something like that, cause with Robinson down, they're so their small forward position is so kind of weak at this point. It's basically just Stevenson, maybe backing up, by Donovich. That's basically the right now all their small forward position is. So if he's given, he might be given a shot to play some minutes.
1: Yeah, I kind of hope so. I just I always liked his game, and I think he makes the most sense fitting into this team. So I, I kind of hope so. He looked pretty good tonight. You know, shooting over fifty percent from the field, leading the team in rebounds is great. Uh, you kind of nailed it though. Again, I gotta calm down. It is preseason, and Henry Ellenson and Boban Marjanovic started for the Pistons.
0: I understand you're excited. We're Trust me, I'm just excited about the NBA basketball finally being here. I am pumped. I'm like super-duper excited, but like it's preseason, and I know we're going to get real basketball next week, and it's going to be really exciting because it's going to look – it may not look great, but it's going to look like 15 times better than the game was today.
1: It really is. Uh, I think another takeaway though. I just said Bobon's name. He led the whole game with 14 points. A lot of guys had 14, but he tied the lead with 14 points. And he's not uh, the best scorer ever. He was six for eight. He was really able to do whatever he wanted against Al Jefferson. And you know, we can make fun of uh, Al for being going from Big Al to Medium Al and being more agile. But his defense is just still bad.
0: Doesn't matter if he's Big Al, Medium Al, Small. He's, he's, he's old Al at this point. So he's not gonna old be Al good. at this point it's yeah so exactly his, his knee i mean his knees just aren't what they used to be i'm sure i mean it just happens he's like six eleven. when the guys are that tall they don't age great i mean it's just there's not a good track history of this really tall guys just like in their 30s finding their second wind of career i mean exactly i think kg might be the only one i can think of and i'm not sure i don't mind to sure what age he got to and I'm you know what i mean but like you know when you're that big you just it's hard once you get one injury it's like it just a, it just like a a ball rolling down the hill it just keeps piling and piling and piling It's like a snowball down hill that's what i'm looking for it just keeps growing and growing gets worse and worse
1: right it's uh it's not good uh do you have
0: anyone else you want to talk about yeah i just this is, really doesn't mean much but why did Collison play tonight and nobody else on the that starters that's a
1: great i was wondering the same thing my i i have no guesses i mean he he even got more minutes than joseph i don't understand
0: so the only thing i can justify it as is Maybe they're looking at playing an Olin Depot uh, Stevenson guard lineup. And so Collison's going to play a little more of the sixth man off the bench guarding, like leading that team. And that's always like a just right. That would make kind of sense. Oh, you want to give him some chance with some bench players that he might play with because, right? I mean, I don't know if that's like just like completely out of left field, but I just feel like that seems like the only reason. I I have no, I
1: really don't know. I, it was kind
0: of shocking to me to see that because at the same
1: time they held out Sabonis, right? Like a guy he would presumably play within that second
0: unit yeah i guess you, i yeah you're right i was just i was thinking that that was like the one thing that i jumped to just because i think that ultimately is going to be the the like the next step the Patriots can take if they can figure out how to play stevenson and uh O deep together with by and sabonis maybe or young in turn like that's like i think like a really really good lineup if they can try to make that work so
1: yeah, Corey Joseph played also today, which I thought he would be the starter if they sat Collison. But he had six turnovers. He was just kind of, eh. Joe Joe Young had twenty minutes. He was the the point guard that played the most. But it was odd. I I was kind of shocked to see that he would he was not only playing but starting.
0: Yeah. So when it comes to like the point guard, so right, they gave Joe Young like more minutes than any other point guard. Maybe it just. I mean that's just all right. You would think Joseph gets the backup minutes. So you think they have like higher plans for Joe Young? I know at one point this off it we were kind of dumbfounded that they even kept him. His, uh, kept him. So do they have like you know are they do they have some plans to start playing him? Like are we gonna see him and Joseph split the bench minutes basically? Like I'm no. kind of you sure? Like uh, are we, yeah. Are we hundred percent? Like I don't know. Nate Millen is like kind of a little bit crazy sometimes. Like you don't, are we
1: reading into Joe Young's minutes in a game that
0: Dequan Jones started? All right. Fair enough. I'm just, (laughs) I'm just saying it just seemed very weird. The whole point guard (laughs) thing today just kind of threw me off and I really couldn't figure it out. It was weird. Uh, You have three point guards. Why do you need to play Collison? You could just play the other two guards. They could split the minutes. Like, are you, are you trying to limit Joe Young's minutes in that preseason when he's not going to play more than like, what what would we say? Maybe 80 minutes all season. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, <laughs> right. I'm just confused by it, but maybe it was, maybe it was just like Kyle said he wanted to play and that was it. I mean, that's, that's how simple it could be. Like Kyle's like, I don't want to be, I don't want to sit. I wanted to play help me my flow. And maybe that's what he said. And that's, Miller's like, okay, you can play. Like that could be, that could be just that simple for all we know.
1: Yeah. I, I have no idea. Uh, I think,
0: that,
1: we've hit the point where we've talked about everyone who played except for Poythress. I don't have much to say about Poitras. He's been kind of the same guy every game. That high motor doesn't really do anything wrong or exceptional kind of guy. He had five boards. I was, I've been liking Poitras. I'm glad he's on a two way. I actually would be okay with them promoting him to a full contract and then giving a two way to like more Utah or something. So who knows what'll happen with that?
0: Yeah, because I mean, it's the same thing with Utah. Poitras might get a chance to play some minutes with the with Robson hurt. Because I mean, you just don't know. I mean, hopefully not another injury with this team, but you never know. And another injury basically just takes away. At, any, at least the small fortune. position, there's no depth. Then there's absolutely, there's literally no small. If by has got hurt, they have no small fortune in this roster except for Steven at the hybrid role. So, you know, Poise might get a chance to play some minutes early on at least because you I mean they are going to try to throw bodies at basically they need people to play minutes to probably throw bodies out on the floor.
1: Yeah. Uh, tomorrow night now, we'll get to see all the starters again in the first Pacers home game of the season. And
0: if you want to go to that game, what should you use, Adam? Seat Geek, because it's a great, it's a great app for buying sporting tickets and to concert tickets. It's absolutely
1: the best. Uh, I talked about this. Unfortunately, the Pacers didn't get to have home games in the preseason until the very end because Garth Brooks was in town for a bunch of concerts at Baker's Life Fieldhouse. But now he's gone, and you can buy tickets to the Pacers game tomorrow using SeatGeek on your phone at any time. Adam, don't you usually buy them on the way to the game?
0: Yeah, actually, uh, I do this thing where I actually get the best deal possible. So I just, you know, have my phone out and I like look at it all day, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to go tonight. I basically say I'm going to go to the game tonight, but I'm going to wait to take tickets to like half an hour before the game. See if prices go down, go up, whatever. One time it went down, worked out Another time. They didn't change. So it didn't matter, but it's great. I mean, the, the mobile app for seeking is awesome. Like it's just as good as using the website. You can, I mean, it's simple. You can take this right to your phone. You can download it on your phone. You can get them sent as e-tickets. So you don't even print anything off. It's awesome. Um, but I want to tell you that I was actually started looking at tickets because coming home for Thanksgiving, and I'm trying to look at when there's a home game. And I think I'm eyeing in on that November 24th, 25th weekend to go to a game. Ooh, we'll both have to go and talk about our SeatGeek
1: experience. And even better, if you use the code LONBA or the code LOCKED at checkout with SeatGeek, you can get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase to make your ticket buying experience even better than it already was.
0: Yeah, you should use SeatGeek. It's an awesome buying tickets it's just awesome
1: we would highly recommend it and we will talk about tomorrow's game that i will probably be going to tomorrow on another pod uh for me i'm really excited to watch Sabonis live because he's been inconsistent in his two games but i'm really excited for him just because his like his shots have been good at the rim and he's looked awesome in every play set he's run with uh with with stevenson and i think they might give him a little more free reign tomorrow night which will be awesome so
0: do you think they go 110% on this? I mean, like right? we assume they're yeah. going to win by a lot, right? So how many minutes do you think the starters end up playing? And I guess the bonus might get a good chunk of minutes, right?
1: Uh, Well, I will say this, that Australian team almost beat the thunder earlier this week. So I wouldn't
0: uh, write off, but, it, but I honestly, I may have missed that game, but who was starting the thunder even play Westbrook? Oh No, they played everybody. Oh, they did. Huh? Yeah, the big three sucked and they won 86,
1: 85, but, uh, I think that I think that because it's that first home game, they'll play a lot of the starters in the first half, and then the second half will be the young guys. Just because it's the last preseason game.
0: Yeah, that makes um, sense. That's so weird that they didn't have a home preseason game. That's just so weird. That it made, was it Garth Brooks? That. It was all Garth oh, Brooks. It was okay. That makes sense. I mean, right? They don't. They probably wouldn't sell out anyway, so it's probably not that big of a deal for them. Right. Uh, we will have a pod after the game tomorrow. Is it gonna? It
1: might be both of us. It might be just Adam. It might be just me. We don't know yet. But uh, you can look forward to that. We like to break down all the games as soon as they happen. Uh, other than that, you got anything else you want to say?
0: Um, you know, I think I'm good. I, you know what? Actually, I'm gonna hit one topic if you don't mind. Yep, go ahead. So, I'm gonna write about this for probably right tonight, post tomorrow for my column for for uh, Indie Cornrows. Who do you think is the actual like star of this team? So. <laughs> Like, and I—I I don't mean like there can be multiple stars, but who is like the going to be the leader this year? So the right Paul George was the leader before. Theoretically, you want Miles Turner to be the leader, but like is Debo going to kind of overstep him in some sense, and you think like that screws with Turner's development long term?
1: That's a it's a good point. I would have said Depot before you, you know, said that just because he's older, he has he's in his first not rookie yet contract, and he's looked like the leader almost in these games just because he has the ball in his hands more, but. I don't know if that'll cause some rub with Turner or if they'll just become like a dynamic duo, you know?
0: Like, yeah. you, you say one name and you say the other. So then if Olin Depot becomes kind of the leader and star, and he actually becomes, a, you know, becomes what people thought he would be at the number two pick, like a legitimate 20-point scorer, does that mean, like, I mean, the future of the Pacers looks bright, right? All of a sudden, they might win 35 games because if Olin Depot and Turner are like a duo, is that... Is that good for the Pacers in the long term, I guess, is what I'm trying to figure out? Yeah,
1: oh, absolutely. I mean, depending on what you want, but I think success and wins are always nice. And I think for those two young guys, getting that under their belt and just having, like, they'd almost become veterans overnight if that happens, you know?
0: Yeah, I guess. So, I mean, there. so the one positive from this Paul George trade could really be that you you finally got guys on the same timeline, right? George and Turner were on different timelines. George was on this timeline where he wanted to win today, win now, win right now. Turner was on this, I'm going to grow. At one point, there was a thought, oh, maybe they'll have to flip Turner for a guy on Georgia's timeline. But now you've got Depot and Turner. They're probably, I think they're two or three years apart in the draft. I think it's not more than that. It's not more than three years. Um, So, you know, they're on the same kind of growing to become good. So maybe if they both, if Depot hits the level that he was on pace to hit with the magic before he kind of got thrown in the thunder m- mosh pit um, and Turner keeps growing, that could be interesting in like a year or two to see those two guys as like maybe 20-point scores, especially in the East, you know, they could be all-stars together.
1: Yeah, I'm hoping it's a 1A, 1B thing. No one's like a de facto number one leader, but no one's a de facto number two either. I think that would be the ideal situation. But don't you need a de facto leader ultimately? Because that's how, I mean, like
0: there's no team in the Who, NBA. Who's you would the
1: go, leader on the Warriors right now? Curry or Durant? Like, it, to me, it's 1A, 1B, and they're
0: the best team. All right, that's the the one exception to the rule. And first of all, Curry's the leader on that team because Curry played more games last year, and Curry is like the hard, <laughs> Curry on the hard soul of that okay, team, no matter the, what. The Rockets. Harden. Uh, really? Uh, yeah. I mean, Harden's the one that's played with all those guys. I mean, I think, especially CP3 at his age is gonna want to take a little bit of a backseat. Like, not like he's not talking about like becoming like, you know, a bench player, but CP3 might want to be kind of the one, the the two option because he can. He's older and might want to play less minute or get a little less minutes, less wear and tear on his body to save himself for the playoffs.
1: I think one A one B works, and I think it it will
0: work here. It has, but it didn't. But it didn't work in Miami. I mean, LeBron had to take over that team. Dwayne Wade, him fought for a year about it, didn't work. D-Wade kind of was leader. Then LeBron said, screw this, I'm the leader. And then that's when they got good. They learned how to play together, not as a leader. Yeah, but LeBron was the leader of that team by year two, by midway through year two, when they were, or year three, when they won 26 in-row games. It became LeBron's team. I, uh, I don't think, I think we're uh, comparing apples and oranges if we've gotten from Miles Turner and Oladipo to LeBron and D-Wade. One, one, one more example. <laughs> Kevin Durant, West to Westbrook. Who was, who was the leader? It probably hurt them in the end. That's it. That's all. I, that's, that's The last one. All right, we're uh we've strayed far from the pace. Yes, we, we, have, have. we have. Remember, oh. if you use sea Geek,
1: the code is LONBA or Locked. Uh, as always, you guys have a great rest of your week, and we will see you tomorrow.